All right. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ethan Retrotoast. So up? I'm Nick Butters. And today we are joined by a special guest, Unpearl. Say hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. He is a streamer friend of mine that I've known for a while. Um, yeah, Hannah, tell him what you do. Yeah, uh, well, we met um, because we had worked previously together. Um, but I'm a streamer on Facebook Gaming. Um, also, I'm more recently <laughs> including Twitch as well, which is a controversial topic. But oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a. It's almost like a secret too. So, like my my viewers are very dedicated to the Facebook gaming thing, but um, I think we are going to do both Facebook gaming and Twitch. Um, going to start yeah. a little civil war with your followers. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm a streamer. I stream uh, all bunch of, uh, all kinds of video games. I'm a variety streamer, so I like doing games like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, horror games, any sort of co-op co like game that's not first-person shooter. Um, I'm pretty much interested in it. Respect. Uh, going to Animal Crossing, Nick, I know you had a, an Animal Crossing event you wanted to talk about the other day. Okay, well, we talked about it. Did we talk about it? Yeah, Bunny Earlier? Day? Yeah. Bunny oh, Day. my God. Okay, thank you so much you reacted <laughs> like that. Because it is, I'm sure you agree with me, I have very strong opinions about Bunny Day. Yes. And how it is the worst event in Animal Crossing. It is. And the fact that... They brought it out so soon from when the game was so new because you guys have to you have to understand that Bunny Day was like very, very shortly after the release of Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing came out like March 18th of 2020 and Bunny Day was very quickly afterwards. I feel like it was only like a week or two in. They, they released the event. So therefore, all of their players are brand new to the game. They're trying to collect materials. They're trying to dig up fossils. They're trying to like, you know, fish. But then instead of like actually getting a fish, you're fishing up a goddamn Get egg. Fucking eggs <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. Or like shooting down a present in the sky and it's a fucking egg again. Okay. <laughs> and it just bombarded you with all these eggs and like all the DIYs for the eggs and everything. And it overpowered the cherry blossom season, which was a bummer because a lot of players didn't get the whole cherry blossom set the first year that they played because stupid fucking bunny days. And also that mascot is mm. horrible. It's creepy. Mm. Zipper is yes. so just unnerving. It's like a horror movie. It's he scary. was kind of endearing in past games. Um because it like focused more on like oh don't look at the zipper behind me like don't look at it like I'm a, I'm I'm a normal animal I'm not just someone dressed up yeah but this one like I think there was some dialogue if you like talk to him while you were facing behind him about the zipper but this was more about like I'm a fucking weirdo and I'm gonna hide around your island yeah <laughs> yeah no, he's bouncing around and every time you walk away he like sighs and does whatever he needs to do it's like. I don't know. I don't even know how to phrase it. It's just anytime I see him, I get chills. <laughs> it sounds weirdly serial killer to begin with, just being like, oh, don't look at the zipper. I'm an animal. It's just like the rest of them. 
Like, right. That's a little creepy. 100%. <laughs> See, I'm, I don't play Animal Crossing. Um, my roommate does. And so I've seen a bit of that. But so I didn't know about Bunny Day until Nick brought it up. And just the mere mentioning <laughs> of it made him so viscerally mad. It's, <laughs> it's horrible. And I, you brought up uh, Cherry Blossom season. I still don't have all the Cherry Blossom sets. Right, exactly. Like, uh, it's like <laughs> I'm missing one too. I'm missing one of the one of them. <laughs> See, yeah, I think I only have like two. I don't. Granted, I don't pay attention to how many sets pieces there are actually in them, but I know I'm missing probably quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm like, at, so Animal Crossing was actually like the game that got me into streaming. Um, because I kind of started, um, because, you know, the whole pandemic hit last year and everyone was being forced to stay home and people were spending a lot of time, a lot of their time on social media because they couldn't, um, you know, connect with their friends or family or, you know, go out to a restaurant and eat or like participate in these like normal everyday activities. So people were like searching for human interaction and connection and the the place that the places that people were finding that was via the internet and the the thing that i noticed was a lot of people were flocking to gaming streams because i was myself i started watching all these animal crossing streamers because the game it just came out i was 100 percent obsessed with it um but i've been like a huge animal crossing um nerd my entire life that's been like the consistent game like mm. Ethan will tell you um <laughs> last time that we worked together I would show up to work with my um with my <laughs> my DS my Nintendo oh, DS yeah. with New Leaf because I'd play Animal Crossing <laughs> yeah no yeah. we would be in the middle of a shift and like <laughs> it would be, be kind of slow and like someone would be like hey hannah just got a table can you go find her real quick and i'd like look all over the restaurant and be like where the fuck is she and then i would go outside <laughs> and she would be in the smoking area with a cigarette and her ds just playing animal crossing <laughs> <laughs> yep but so yeah so i've been <laughs> very obsessed for a long time i you know used to play under the covers when wild world came out on my first ds ever you know mm. past my bedtime but but yeah, so um, there was like a huge wave of Animal Crossing streamers um, on Facebook gaming specifically, and they were just getting like amazing views. And it was cool, like being a viewer because um, the streamers would, it was, it was more, it was less about the gameplay and more about like the human interaction and the connection. Um, so I was just thinking, I was like, dang, like, that would be so cool if I did that because I, I have a background in um, like I, I used to have a radio show myself. Um, I used to work at a ra uh, radio station. And I loved entertaining people on there. And, you know, I, I work as a, a server in the service industry. And so I love to talk to people and I love to connect with people. And I wasn't getting that during my first kind of um, like when the pandemic first started. So I was just really happy to um, Simon, my boyfriend, surprised me with all of my streaming equipment and built my computer for me um, a couple months after I had talked to him about it initially once the pandemic started. So, yeah, I started in July and 
started with Animal Crossing and just have fallen in love with the community from there because people come just for um just to interact with you it's not about the gameplay it's it's more for like you know the interaction and I like that about it I was gonna say your setup is insane by the way you're saying that was a gift oh my god yes well we've like crazy we've upgraded it a lot since then too um but yeah the initial setup was a gift uh for my birthday (laughs) that's crazy see i really feel out of my element now because nick has a good setup you have an insane setup and then i have a over decade old macbook pro (laughs) a ps4 gaming mic oh man hey if it works it works though no absolutely we've put out three episodes of this so far so it's good for something at least but i was gonna ask how did you get into facebook streaming specifically because i feel like most people try their hand at twitch like we did yeah no i was gonna ask the same thing because i only know of twitch and youtube streams so okay yeah so that's a little controversial right Mm. but like I mentioned before. Um, okay, so yeah, when you think of Facebook, or okay, well, let's start. When you think of streaming, you usually think of Twitch or, like you said, maybe even YouTube. But the the dominant person in all of like the streaming world is Twitch. Um, I started on Facebook Gaming because it's more catered towards newer streamers um, because the Facebook algorithm is so catered to each specific person. Um, I would be recommended more to people if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. If I go to Twitch and I I don't have any audience at all and I don't want to like promote my stream to like my close friends, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't want any pity watches, you know. Right. <laughs> um, but if I go to Twitch and I just start streaming and I don't, I don't have anything behind me. It's going to be harder for me to build and grow an audience just because people don't know who I am, you know, um, Facebook gaming. It's, it's easier as a newer creator, um, because it's easier to create a community there. So there's already like a dedicated Facebook gaming following um that it's like people that watch facebook gaming streams um and there's a lot of really nice creators in that sphere as well i've been welcomed with nothing but love and um the most welcoming like most inclusive thing ever like when i started streaming there like so many streamers have reached out and i've made friends with so many of them just through the past you know however however long i'm doing this right (laughs) um but yeah, it's I've made some really amazing friendships via my audience and other streamers. But it's a really Facebook's Facebook gaming's like a really tight knit community. And, you know, like when I go into um, you know, my my other friends stream, I'll see some of my like normal viewers in there as well. And, you know, you get to know people like at some point during the pandemic, I was spending like every single day, every night the same people would come in and hang out with my stream. So you get to know these people, you know? So it's, yeah, but, but, and I will say, so I do love the community about Facebook and I do love the way that it can help kickstart your streaming career. 
because it's more kind and forgiving and promotes you more when you're new. Um, Facebook recently has been kind of unkind to their creators. Um, like I've had friends who have had their page taken down for no reason. I've had people who have lost their, what's called their level up badge, which just basically means you're a streamer and they recognize you as a streamer uh, for no reason. I've seen, um, well, for me personally, um, I was supposed to hit the requirements for supporters multiple times and their insights were uh, broke for all the weeks that I was going to surpass the requirements. So I didn't, I didn't get it. Um, and Twitch, you can hit affiliate really easily. Um, Twitch is kind of more catered to streamers. You know, mm -hmm. I think Facebook is more catered towards the audience, whereas Twitch is more catered towards helping the streamers. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, they've been doing it for so long. They know how to treat, you know, the people that make content for them. It's, it's just been insane because within the past month, almost 80% of my streaming friends have moved to Twitch completely. Wow. I'm going to do both simultaneously, but I and just think that's, that's where... an incredible number and oh, Facebook yeah, is not recognizing it at all. They don't care no. at all. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that's where that controversy comes in because I don't know yeah. how your Facebook viewers feel about that. But yeah, no, it's a... Uh... It's good to know because when we first started out streaming, we had that problem you talked about with Twitch kind of being built for people with an already existing following. Yes. Because we started out and we would get a couple viewers, nothing crazy, and be like, I wonder who's actually watching this. And it always turned out to be like my brother or like right. a couple people that like know about it, but we would never get like any outside views. And we're like, well, what's the problem? And eventually that that started getting a little bit better, but just the way Twitch is built, it's not really great for new yeah. people. And Twitch is well, all about consistency, which we oh, yeah. kind of lack. We're not, this is the one thing we've actually been consistent on. And it's going very rocky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> we, uh, we, our first week, we were like, all right, we're going to record every Wednesday. It's going to be awesome. And then we went like a week and a half without even talking. <laughs> I know hey, this. <laughs> you're doing the thing though so we are doing the thing <laughs> yeah it's been i don't know this has been the first thing that we've actually had some decent success with and i don't know it's really nice to see we're trying to we have some cool ideas that we want to do with the show um we're currently talking about doing a obscure games series that'd be like four or five episodes long oh my god um yeah. if you do I would love to make a second appearance. Dude, no, there's this game that I played on stream that my viewers absolutely love and they will mention to this day. It's a game that nobody had heard of, like none of my followers had heard of. Um, it's called Escape the Aiwaki. It's a horror game. Oh, I was just about to talk about the Aiwaki. <laughs> that game is crazy. Dude, have you played it? I played like the first level of it a couple, what was it? It was probably a year ago, but oh, my introduction my to that God. game was a, I think, I don't remember who it was, but someone had, uh, did a playthrough of it. And I was like maybe 12 at the time when this came out. <laughs> and like, I hadn't really gotten into horror, like 
to the extent I am now, but I remember like this is you know a creepy anime game, and then the thing actually shows up for the first time. And I was like, oh shit! And yeah, no, that game is absolutely. <laughs> All right. So for those that don't know what it is, Awaki is um, a pun on, or well, it's kind of like wordplay, I guess, for um, the Michael Jackson okay. song oh. "Any Are You Okay." So it's the Awaki, Awaki, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so the the thing that you're kind of trying. You're you're in a well, you start in a house and you're trying to escape from this demon, crazy, scary looking thing, and it's just basically a fucked up Michael Jackson. <laughs> and it's mic sensitive, so it's really fun for streamers because you know, you, your viewers can send you scare alerts or like you're trying to interact with the chat, but then the Aoki knows exactly where you are because you're being loud in the mic. <laughs> And um, I didn't know that game was fucking. Oh my god, it's oh, that's so good. Oh my lord. <laughs> oh yeah, and they came out. So I played the entire first one, loved it. They came out with a second one called The Summoning, and that one is like chef's chef's fucking kiss. It's so good, like <laughs> like so good. <laughs> god, yeah, no, I remember the first time I played it, I had. I didn't have that much recollection of what it was, and so I opened it up and I heard a distorted hee hee like <laughs> off in the distance, and I was like, "This is <laughs> terrifying." Yeah, and then, yeah, just going down some hallway or some shit, and this disgusting Michael Jackson jumps out at you, <laughs> dude. The fur, the more that you play the game, and when you play the second one as well, the more fucked up he starts to look, and like, awesome. and, and like, oh my god, like at some point he's like. He looks like the Demogorgon from fucking Stranger <laughs> Things, but like Michael Jackson style. <laughs> oh, Lord. See, this kind of goes back to some shit we talked about in the first episode of like, I don't know where the internet gets its humor from. <laughs> like, somewhere in this world, someone consciously decided to make a right. horror game completely based off of Michael Jackson, Whoa. and it blew up. I remember seeing... Uh... I, it was a couple of years ago seeing this. It was like an animatronic kind of thing or like what it's based off of. <laughs> right. Like crawling. It was the video was all over Instagram for a couple of weeks. <laughs> it was some weird like Puerto Rican robot that someone built. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, how could out of all the things, granted, it's a pretty damn good thing to make a horror game out of. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. I enjoy that. Like still to this day, I think that was the most fun I've ever had on a stream. And like to this day, even like <laughs> some of those viewers that like really enjoyed the series, they'll pop into my chat and be like, hee hee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, What was I going to talk about? Nick, what obscure games did we talk about the other day? Uh, we talked about Grim Fandango. That's what I want to talk about. Oh, that game is yeah. sick. I've actually played that on stream too. Oh really? my god. Yeah, if you have the what is it, the Xbox Game Pass, you can get it for it's like part it's like included. You can download it for free. I think Game oh, okay. Pass is like five dollars a month or something. But um yeah, so I that was like the one game that I've ever played on Xbox Game Pass. But yeah, I did this series on that. It we was, might just have to bring you sick. on for the whole mini series. You can be our little obscure games expert. 
Dude, I'm so down. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, any games like this, this, I don't know. I, it's kind of punishes you like the, the algorithm oftentimes punishes you for being a variety streamer because it's hard. Um, because you get a fan base, like especially like, you know, Animal Crossing fans. Right. They don't want to watch me play horror all the time or, yeah. you know, the I, I can kind of get get away with Stardew Valley here and there. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, they you know, and some of them like it and they like watching me play everything. But, you know, not everyone's going to watch me play Sea of Thieves, you know, <laughs> but right. um, but it. But it is rewarding in a way that I can explore all these different games. And there are people that do like me, you know, like to watch me play whatever game, like, you know, I throw at them. But um, I just love being a variety streamer just because I just I love all games, like just the work and like how the different graphics look and like the work that people put into them. It just blows me away every time. I feel that. I don't know, like, me personally, I I appreciate variety streamers just because, like, I get the set fan base for, like, a certain game, but I don't know, I like seeing people's reactions to different stuff. Cause, Definitely. Like, I don't know, like, if you watch someone stream, say, Bloodborne, like, for a long time, Nick, um, <laughs> you kind of start to know, like, how they're going to react and, like, what to expect, and then you throw them into something different and maybe the reaction changes or, like, how they interact changes i don't know it's just it's interesting to see people's take on things yeah 100 percent um and for example um i know this drag queen streamer on facebook gaming called pablo for a long time pablo only streamed animal crossing like only every single day animal crossing and um they had to make an announcement being like hey i'm burnt out I've played it, you know, for six hours on the stream every day since it's came out and I want to play other games. And, you know, like, of course, they there was some people that, um, you know, miss the Animal Crossing content, but mostly people come for your personality. It's either it's (laughs) people either stream for two reasons, either they're like a fucking like those guitar hero people who are like insane (laughs) and like they don't pay attention to chat or anything, but they're just so insanely good at what they do that people come to watch to be in awe of it. It's either that or it's all for the personality, you know, and just because they want to feel like they're hanging out with you. And I want to make a space like that in my streams. I just want to like, you know, create a little tiny slice of the internet where people can just hang out, have a good time, laugh, and like, you know, just feel comfortable just, you know, hanging out like friends, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've found like throughout the pandemic, finding those little circles that just, you know, you can't hang out in person in a lot of places right now. And just finding like little communities that I can just like chill in or like nerd out about specific shit has been so sick. Like, I'm in a couple discords right now that are completely dedicated to, like, 2000s emo culture. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and going through that has just been absolutely incredible because, I don't know, I <laughs> that that whole group, that whole culture of people is just so unique. And, I don't know, finding someone to talk about my weird sense of music with is so sick. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I meant, like... I'm a bit younger, so I kind of miss, like, the hot emo craze of, like, 2005 where everyone had fucking giant hair. Yeah. I don't know. There's some excellent music from that era. And I know you're a huge nerd for that shit, too. (laughs) 
oh, I'm I'm forever and always an emo at heart. <laughs> but um, yeah, I that's why I, sometimes I miss my radio show because that was um, I worked for like a small uh, community radio station in my college town, and um, I had a had a show from Wednesdays ten to midnight, and after ten, you don't have to censor your lyrics. You can play bad words on the radio, uh, <laughs> and I would play. Um, 80s new wave, 90s grunge, 2000 emo, and then modern day post-hardcore and lo-fi. And I loved just the reaction um, whenever I'd play like some old My Chemical Romance off their first Bullets album song, you know, when like, and people would call into the station and be like, dude, yes, like, thank (laughs) God. (laughs) And I don't know. I just, I love, you know, I've, um, there's the there's this um I'm excited for clubs to open back up like bars oh, yeah. like to open up fully because there's this one club um in my city that's um <laughs> it's called Milk and it's a goth like emo club okay. and it's amazing they play like the best music and like everyone dances like so dorky and so amazing <laughs> to the point where it's like you know everyone's like doing their own own little thing in the corner or whatever like nobody's trying to impress anyone there and it's i like love a, it it's the video of the goth kids dancing under the bridge 100 percent, <laughs> yes yeah no i uh i saw on facebook the other day there's a club in the city where i live that's doing a goth night here soon and i'm really trying to go just because i like it just sounds so weird you but, should like, incredible at the same time oh i know i've always wanted to go to one of the emo nights those are um, so fun <laughs> Yeah, I've always, always, always wanted to go because it just seems like a bunch of like either people my age that want to relive their emo phase or like the younger generation who respects <laughs> that that um, that time period. And I just I, I want to really relive it. <laughs> yeah. So my experience with emo night was it was at this venue downtown. It was around Christmas. So they were doing like a special Christmas emo night, whatever. And waiting in line was the most entertaining people watching I've ever done because you have all these like edgy teenagers with like black hair smoking Newports, like just talking about how much they hate school. And then you have all these like late 20s, early 30s, like guys and girls just being like, yeah, I can't wait for them to play this one Taking Back Sunday song. Yeah. (laughs) It was awesome. But It's so funny, like the way that like my generation kind of like – if you were an emo kid or like a scene kid back in the day, oh yeah, there's there was a very clear distinction between emos and scene. I was an emo. <laughs> I was not a scene kid. Um, <laughs> but there's a very clear distinction between the two. But um, it makes me laugh so hard because most emo kids that grew up, it's like, okay, well, I'm a still an emo at heart, but how can I like be presentable to my office job you know so all of them turned into these like hipster kind of like lumberjack looking like (laughs) but still have my nose ring kind of thing Mm. it cracks me up the closest thing to productive adult you can get without sacrificing your roots (laughs) (laughs) right exactly it's so funny i uh it seems like sadly uh less people are having their emo phase but the emo phase is now turning into the e-boy and e-girl phase 
which right. makes me very angry. But I don't, I don't see if there's, I don't see there's a difference in it now. It's still the same kind of clothing, same just blacked out color palette. I think I know exactly what you're saying, but I think the emo phase that I went through when I was in like middle school and high school was more based around music. Whereas I think this new wave of it is more based around the style. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, the big, like hot, I was gonna say hot topic, but that's a little too on the nose. (laughs) Um, the big like controversy with that right now with like older emo kids and shit like that is recently uh bring me the horizon song got really popular on tiktok and i remember like being like oh that's awesome like that's a good song and then i go on the internet and i see all these people just screaming being like you weren't there when pray for plagues came out blah 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 you're just doing it for the attention and it's just like people have fun jesus no, yeah. i mean i get it like it's a bit weird being like damn i listened to that song before it was cool but you don't have to like completely oust someone for listening gatekeeping bro That's yeah it's like do you do you own that song i don't uh, think you do <laughs> i think yeah. uh this is actually getting them traction so maybe exactly a young kid who hasn't found his music taste yet comes across that song on tiktok and is looks them up and then they find pray for plagues and they exactly. find you know and they get interested in it you know you never know why wouldn't so. you want more people to be in the same like category yeah knowledge of that music i don't know it's a weird dynamic but anyways <laughs> yeah. going back to uh my chemical romance rest in peace the reunion tour <laughs> oh my god like why did i wait my entire life for this reunion tour and then all of a sudden the year that it's happening apparently we have to go through a fucking pandemic oh my god ethan i know you know how sad i am about that (laughs) no yeah you and i found out about the reunion the same night i remember freaking out we had just gotten off work and her and i were sitting in the smoke pit just kind of hanging out after our shift and like i don't know what kind of universal synergy it was but at the same time we found out that my chemical room doing a reunion tour and so we're just being complete like middle schoolers like screaming be like oh my god yes like oh my god out about it pure bliss incredible (laughs) that that bliss shrunk a little bit when i found out tickets were being resold for like eight hundred dollars oh yeah fuck scalpers dude dude that oh then that pissed me off so bad because it's like it kind of goes back to the same thing you know like um a lot of a lot of the older fans were like, you know, I grew up with this band or whatever, and now all these young people want to go see them, and now I can't get tickets. And I'm like, don't be mad at the younger fans. Be mad at the fucking scalpers, you oh, know, yeah. that are buying up all the tickets and then reselling them at an insane value. You know, it's it's crazy. Well, especially for something like that, that people have been waiting literally what, like, close to eight years or some shit like that. Yes, it's been eight yeah. years. It's uh the same thing happened with uh, Rage Against. And I remember it was really funny because everyone was like, damn, it's really like fitting for Rage Against the Machine to have tickets being sold for like $900. Right. Because it's like back in the day when I saw it, Mike, um, when they played at the Fillmore, you know, it's like, uh, I I remember it was $30 and I thought that was expensive at the time. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's funny. But yeah i don't know i because like i don't know if you know this nick but 
My Chemical Romance to this day is like my favorite band. It's like the band that introduced me to like my taste in music. Oh yeah. Um, it's like you know that band that you find when you're young, and it just clicks in your head. You like stay, yeah. And you just see like this whole new world of like it introduces you to like a whole genre. Mm -hmm. That was like that band for me, and like of course I was like a you know i was emo i was very sad little girl and you know going through middle school and all the hard stuff in life you know <laughs> when you think you're the most miserable person in the world Absolutely. And, <laughs> and um yeah it was just really cool like connecting with like other people that were i remember there used to be this um like my chem um it was like a, a website. It was called the MCR and then me, the MC army is what it was called. Oh, <laughs> that was like their official like fan page group thing. And sure. it was just cool. Like talking to people on there. I remember my screen name for that was my chemical Hannah. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then after that, it was on to the MySpace days. My God. See, I'm really sad I didn't get to experience MySpace for what it was because anytime I talk to anybody that's into this, like that kind of music, they're like, oh, bro, you should have been around when MySpace was kicking. Like, Dude, it was so good. You could like connect, you could like literally like message a band and they would message you back. That's crazy. And like, and yeah, it was so cool because like you could totally like decorate your profile. Like I learned coding. <laughs> from <laughs> like learning how to decorate my pro profile on MySpace. <laughs> That's badass. And yeah, and like it was just so cool because like all the customizations you could do, but then also because it was just so exciting because you could like get a comment on your profile or you get like a <laughs> message or you'd like post a bulletin and this many people read it. Like it was just like unlike any other social media platform because that was like the first one that popped off. It was right. so good. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Go, like, I just wish that, like, being able to interact with musicians more was a thing still around today. Because, oh, yeah. like, I have a fair amount of interaction with some bands on, like, Twitter. But, like, for the most part, like, I'm not having full-blown conversations with these people. Like, oh, well, didn't Tillian? <laughs> yeah. <was> yeah. Like, <laughs> you saw how excited I got the other night when Tillian liked my tweet. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but. I do like one of my other um favorite bands, uh, which is kind of in the post hardcore genre, is Circa Survive. Mm -hmm. And the lead singer of that, Anthony Green, he's actually really good with connecting uh with his audience, um, like personally one on one as much as he can. Right. Um like sometimes he'll just do like live streams where he sits down and plays guitar and like talks to like his viewers. And other times like He's always trying to like um, respond to tweets and like one girl asked like they were like, oh, I love that unreleased song. They Oh, they didn't even ask anything. They just said, oh, I love that unreleased song that you played on your live stream the other day. And he just sent her a link for it. That's like awesome. sent her the download link. Yeah. And like and so going so going back to that, me and Simon on Facebook, my boyfriend. So that's also his absolute favorite band is circa um so we have this facebook page and it's the biggest facebook facebook um circus survive group um and we've got like i think it's like 
3,000 or more members at this point. Um, but it's really cool because Anthony Green is, like, also in the group. So And he, like, responds to, like, the posts on there. So it's fucking That's sick. It. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and with, like, me and Simon are, like, both the admins for that. So we can, like, see whenever he posts and stuff. It's, it's just really cool. Like, That's pretty sick. Just the level of... I, I think there should be definitely more of that, like bands communicating with their fans oh, a bit more. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I want to tell a story real quick. Uh, me and Hannah went to a concert together, like probably it was back in October. It's been a minute. But yeah. she just kind of like disappeared for a little while. And I was like, where the fuck is she? And like, two, <laughs> like the Oprah, uh, the main band played like two songs and she was just nowhere to be seen. And I was like, dude, like what the fuck? Like I'm kind of sussed out. And Garrett, another friend of ours that will probably come on the show eventually, he walks up to me and he's like, hey, Hannah's hanging out in the lobby with the opening band right now. <laughs> and I'm like, that's badass. So we walk out there and she's just talking to the lead singer of this band from, uh, they're called Rome Hero Foxes. Pretty good. Dude, they band. were sick. No, they're awesome. I talk to him every once in a while. But yeah, she was just like talking to them. I was like, damn. <laughs> that's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you have to come, you have to realize I come from the, like, the era where like warp tour was a thing mm -hmm. so like all the bands once they play they go to their their merch table so the way to meet band members is you always have to go to the merch table as soon as they stop playing so that's right. immediately what i just like my brain's like let's go meet them let's go congratulate them you know like i'm always like that and it's so funny like i've done things to meet bands before like hung out around like the back when they're like i know they're gonna be loading their equipment into their van and i'm just casually smoking a cigarette waiting you know like i've met a lot of cool fucking band members being in the right place at the right time yeah nick do you want to tell our work to our experience oh fuck that is okay what year did you go the last one <laughs> the, last the very one. last one so so it was the last one and it was my first time ever going to war tour and we were what time did you say we got there probably 11 we got there right when it opened all right so we're it's it was a fucking hot day and we this is when everyone in our group that went uh was vaping which was a horrendous idea but we were all we were in line waiting to get in not drinking water not eating just vaping then we get there and we're we're having fun we're walking around and for some reason ethan you brought this up that they only had one water station yeah so uh oh warp God. tour cut their budget really heavy for the last year because obviously they were going out of business and they, uh, <laughs> they dodged some costs. I was looking into it like after we uh, had this experience, but they only had one water tent for the entire event. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah, and so it we, went very south really fast. Yeah, we didn't bring anything to prepare ourselves. Like We didn't drink anything all day. We had caffeine gummies and caffeinated oh, gum in the God. morning. So we're all that dying. Is so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, my so god. We uh we got there and we looked at the set roster and I was like, oh, that's weird. Like most of the bands are like later in the day. Mm -hmm. and so there's this one band I'd wanted to see. So we went and checked them out and like, you know, mosh pits, whatever. It was crazy. And immediately afterwards, I just felt really sick, like heat stroke sick. And I was like, this is bad. But yeah, was it still like on the hot pavement? Yep. It was. Just yeah, they always do that. <laughs> 
every location they're like where's the hottest day of the year and where's the hottest pavement that i can set these people on (laughs) but so we went to this band's meet and greet which was awesome but in the yeah, it was sick, but in the picture, we're all just, like, sunburnt, and we look exhausted. All Dying. Yeah, we all look <laughs> <Yeah>. dead. <laughs> That's so Warp Tour, though. That's all my pictures from Warp Tour, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, we get done with that, and we look at the set list, and we're like, oh, there's nothing for, like, a couple hours. It was weird how, like, little shit was going on for this That's amount bizarre. of time. I will say, but, in between that time of us dying and the next band we wanted to see, I did find a pretty sick band playing this wildlife yeah which yeah hannah you and i went to that concert wait which one the one rum hero fox has opened up for oh yeah 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 Yeah, Um, those guys are sick they are fucking sick um i love going to like festivals like that um like there's there's some i've never gone to um these like specific post-hardcore ones but my my friends used to go every year because my uh friend group um like from high school is super super into post-hardcore um and there's like these certain festivals that go on like every year um and they would sometimes travel for them but the cool part about those is if they're all in a specific genre as in warp tour is you know as well you you'll find like some cool bands if you if, even if you've never heard of them before if you oh, just yeah. go listen like you know you can find some really cool stuff that's why it's like mm, coachella not a good idea for me i don't know <laughs> yeah. if i would very much enjoy <laughs> I, think, I think people only go to coachella because it is coachella Literally. it's a status thing they yeah. just want the picture there oh absolutely <laughs> of you roaming around in the desert dying of dehydration just like every other fucking concert <laughs> venue and shit That's nick we should go to burning man dude i told you i'm down i'm down to go out in the middle of the desert to one of those fucking uh just festivals live, live like a hermit for like a week yeah if you guys go, I might have some contacts for you because I used to live in Durango, Colorado, where it's like a very small mountain town and a lot of people like either build or build for that or they're like hippies and they flock there <laughs> mm-hmm. and they go every year and they I like know some like older people that are like, you know, in their 70s like go every year that are like always have some weird booth like so if you guys ever go just let me know Uh, (laughs) you might be able to connect you with some people that's how i'm trying to be in my 70s just the guy with the booth at burning man (laughs) right god but um what else i think we're starting to get towards the end here but is there anything else you wanted to talk about as far as like streaming or like i don't know what's your streaming schedule look like for you so um so i work in the service industry so i usually work um unless i'm doing doubles i usually work like the evening um and i get off around somewhere between 10 and midnight i'm also in mountain standard time um so i usually go live um i do like what i like to call the the insomniac schedule um so i usually start my stream around midnight my time and then i'll go for like six to eight hours throughout the night uh usually get off when the sun's coming up in the morning um and i try yeah i try to stream every single night um for example though like (laughs) uh i worked three doubles back to back 
over the past weekend. Um, and so like I took a break, you know, a day yeah. off one of those days because I was like, this is too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I try to stream every night. It's usually, you know, at, during nighttime, but it's cool because, you know, we get a lot of like Australians and like mm. people from the UK and then people who can't sleep. Yes. So it's a cool, it's a cool mix of people. But uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, Facebook Gaming, just at Unpearl, uh, Pearl with like <laughs> a little un in front of it, um, <laughs> and then soon to be also Twitch, also at just Unpearl. Um, oh, do you have I ever explained to you where I where I uh, thought of my name? Oh, you know, you had a question. I was about to ask you that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So um, it's kind of dorky. But um, so Pearl is um, very like opalescent. Like I love opal like looking things like all my jewelry. I like is opal. So I really like pearls. Yeah. Um, it's also my birthstone. Um, so but pearls are very like, you know, pristine and like perfect and perfectly circular and beautiful and whatever. And um, a lot of the time, like when you think of like, you know, pearls like pearl jewelry it's very like you know like status and old lady and like kind of like you know like old kind man. of like right you know and like you know proper and whatever yeah. and I just think that I'm like everything but that because I'm very like I don't know I, I very much have like my own style I have like I'm a little bit weird a little bit unique um in my For own sure. way and so I just like kind of rebelling that as well so that's where the un comes from so unpearl <laughs> i dig it that's, that's sick. deeper than my username for sure at least you <laughs> have some meaning behind yours <laughs> i don't even know where you got yours yours was just your instagram username no did i never tell you the story of how i got mine wasn't it your xbox username that random gen yeah my original on the 360 uh username from xbox that they gave me was vizkid squash <laughs> so i had that forever and then for some reason i decided like squash that's like butter squash so i changed it to butter squash and then every everywhere i've been it's been that now that's amazing uh, see i don't even have like a cool origin story like that i just picked two words and i was like oh that kind of fits <laughs> dude i like it though well that's the thing is like yeah i came up with mines when i was like 15 years old and it just kind of just stuck with me i it's it's cool having like uh you know a screen name that you go by because oh yeah you know everyone calls me like pearl or pearly and it's 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 just fun <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> well hannah i want to say thank you for coming this week um i don't know awesome thank you yeah i don't know about you but we would love to have you back for later episodes especially those uh obscure games episodes our docu-series <laughs> yeah dude yes thank you guys so much for having me this has been an absolute pleasure a complete blast and yes please let me know about those obscure game series because you know I, you know me i'm down to play any sort of video games <laughs> i love having fun with my friends on video games <laughs> well thank you all for listening and we will see you guys next week good night bye